Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reservations. We're your hosts. I'm Rain Whalen. And I wish my name was Top Dollar. Oh, Jesus. I mean, don't we all? We're already off to that. What a cool name that is, right? Top Dollar. And his hair was dope, too. Well, I think he was supposed to look like a, uh, I don't know, what he was supposed to look like, a Spice Girl, maybe? Vampire Father. Oh, my God. Oh, who was that? It's our guest. Yes, we have brought back uh, Alex out of the dungeon. Hello, for... they finally let me out into the sunlight, and <laughs> guess what? There's now a virus, so now I'm going to go back in. So. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so, in case anyone hasn't heard, which you haven't, you must be living underground already. Um, there is a virus. Uh, everyone out there, just stay safe. Or just live your lives like normal. But don't worry, once this decimates the entire planet, we're buying CB radio so that we can keep this podcast going for you guys. Yes. Oh, yes, because... Channel 11. I know... I mean, obviously. Um, I, I know that you guys live for this every week, so we're glad that you're I sticking mean, around. As you put it in season two, you know, apparently my this is the only thing keeping my dad going. It is keeping... This is the only thing keeping your dad alive. Uh, without this... His life would be just an abyss of sadness. God. Does he know that? I don't know. He will now. I know. He is He is an avid listener. He does listen. All the time? All the yes. Time. I Ooh, apologize. That was loud. Jeremy's already going to start yelling at me. <laughs> that was so loud, uh, dude. What the man. fuck was that? It was my ring. Oh, okay. Well, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so just everyone stay safe. Keep your hands clean. Don't touch each other's mouths. What is this, uh, fifth grade? Where you can, you know, I mean, if you guys are, like, into that, or, like, spitting in each other's mouths, just, you know. Just that. watch Dave. Just watch <laughs> out for the cooties. <laughs> hey, Rain. Hey, what? What's our movie this week? So, uh, if anyone missed last week. There's a hint. Anyone, if anyone missed last week, uh, we were discussing The Crow. The Crow. The Crow. The Crow. The final uh, film from Brandon Lee. Oh my God, why? What happened? Because he died on set. I know. Which we retired from life. <laughs> my God. <laughs> which we will it's a fun way to put it. obviously discuss. Um, but yeah. I do have a question for you. Yes. So before we get Tell too me far. Tell this question. Before we get too far into this. I Feed do want to know. I do want to know why. Why Rain Wayland? Why do you love this movie so much? Why I love this movie? Yes. And now that's not saying I didn't like the movie. Oh, I yeah, did, I was I did ha- like the movie. I was going to ask you how you felt about it. I did it. like the movie. It's not, it's not going to be something I'll watch over and over again. Um, like this um, this director's other film, Dark City, which I watch all the time. I think Dark City is amazing. But, okay. Um, but Rain, what what in this movie struck you? I mean, so you know, in high school, you know, I hung around a lot of the the goths and the band geeks and the and the uh, the orchestra people, and you know, Alex was one of those. Of course, you know, we went to different schools, but I still hung around him. Um, you listed like three of those things, so <laughs> take a guess on which one I was. And com- he, he was we'll the, see if you get it right. He was comment the, below. It'll be the first <laughs> comment we ever receive if you do. <laughs> I know. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be great. Please uh, comment. But no, so like, and so a lot of the, the goth people that I hung around always had the movie, you know, like on their binders, you know, when you could print out paper and slide it. In between the plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, what is this movie? And I didn't see it until like way after we graduated. Oh, so uh, this is a recent thing you've seen. So I would say probably 2013 is the first time I ever saw this movie. Okay. And I was just immediately just attracted to it. Uh, the the aesthetics of the film, mm-hmm. the, <clears throat> the acting from Brandon Lee. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had Ernie Hudson in it. It does have Ernie Hudson. Um, I was really excited. The most underrated Ghostbuster. Uh, That's And there's a lot of history behind that, which we can always save for another episode. Yeah. Um, And so I was just, I was just really, I really enjoyed it. I think if I did see it during high school, I don't think I would have appreciated it as much. Really? Yeah. I'm being 100% honest. I, I think it would have been one of those movies where I watched it just because everyone else has seen it. Like, that's how it was with Pineapple Express. I everyone else saw it in high school, and I never did until after we got out of high school. I've so. never seen Pineapple Express. But, um, what? I've never seen it either. Okay. What? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that, 
I've never seen it. That, oh, we're, okay. I've seen we're getting some pieces, and I was like, oh, I'm off top. I don't even think I'm too good. Anyway, um, so, okay. It's, it's just, I just really enjoyed the direction it took. You know, it's, <clears throat> it is violent, but not like overtly violent like John Wick. I love John Wick. So do I. It's it's nineties violent, which yeah, nineties violent. Which a bunch of you know gunshots. It's mainly guns. It is mainly guns. And when they shoot people, you know, except for the few things with Brandon. Yeah. Or when or the crow, whenever he gets shot, you know, there's some blood to show that he can heal, but. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, the 90s violence where you just right. shoot everything and people die by just falling over and there's uh, no actual... And I don't know war. if you noticed this, but towards the end, when they have that big uh, gun showdown, mm-hmm. uh, all the gunshots progressively get louder. Huh. I don't know if you noticed I that. Yeah, I, I, I did like, notice that. As it's going, the gunshots are progressively getting louder. <laughs> like, I, I thought that whenever it was going on, I was like, these are some very, like, cliche... Just 90s like, bam, 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 bam. And then it they goes, like sound, you know, like they just dragged and dropped it, which, you know, I've done that before in my short films. So, <laughs> yes. but I mean, I don't have like a multi-million dollar movie. Well, oh, let's see. There's more to that, which I, I will discuss. Yeah. I'm going to touch you. Oh, please stop. Um, <laughs> so then, okay. Then, so I answered your question, Jeremy. So what about it did you like? Because um, I know this isn't your kind of like go-to not, genre. Not, not no, normally, no. But I did like the aesthetic. Again, it was a lot like Dark City. Dark City looks a lot like this. Uh, which, of course, this one came out before Dark City. So technically, the this, city looks like The Crow. Not The Crow doesn't look like Dark City. But um, Well, you know, and, there, and there's a reason for that. They wanted the movie to feel much like the comic. Yeah. The comic is mainly black and white. It does <clears> look... A, it, it does feel sort of the way... The um, the old old the previous Batman films would feel it felt very oh, boxed in like there's yeah. a ceiling yeah right? oh, yeah mm-hmm. and so like, even though you're outside it's got, that, it's got that feel of you know it's obviously an outside right look but it still feels like a set it feel it feels like you're inside it still feels like it's all manufactured right. inside this time exactly so it yeah. does feel a lot like the Tim Burton okay. ones and even the Schumacher ones really feel that way. And so this is what this kind of felt like. It felt like there was a ceiling over the city, right? Right. Yeah. Um, which I like. It, it. I don't know. It's just that sort of aesthetic that I. It also gave cool. me some vibes of uh, Sin City. Okay. It did. Now I will say that I was like, this is the start. This is probably stuff that Sin City looked at and said, let's do that, but a really heightened version of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I love Sin, Sin, <clears throat> Sin City. We could definitely do later. But oh yeah. Um, you know, I did like they played the Cure. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of the Cure, and well, I really like they used it when he was putting on his goth makeup because it was like he's basically turning himself into Robert Smith anyway. So well, and, and like I've said in almost every episode when we've discussed a movie not currently of current times, uh, it is a this movie is also a product of the '90s, overtly like. 90s soundtrack with like new metal and yeah I need to figure out alt rock I need to figure out when that song came out for the cure because it might have been old I mean old it might have been older then because I mean they were you know a band of the 80s so that's true yeah. um, anyway I just thought that it was sort of that emo sort of goth no. uh, sound and it sort of had that emo goth feel also especially in the makeup and we'll talk about the, the wrestler it emulates in a minute um <laughs> Because that's exactly what it looks like. I don't know which came first, but... Um, it, was, it would probably be The Crow, because the, the, the comic came first. That's true. The comic, then the movie. Yeah, pretty sure. Have you read the comics? The I have not. Strips? I've been trying to find it. Okay. Have you seen any of the other movies? Oh, absolutely not. I've heard they're... Uh, they, they are... They yeah, I've heard, I've, I've heard they are all atrocious. Yeah. yeah I, in the worst way possible. How many is there other than this one? Like, not counting the first one, how Four. many? Four. No, there are three others. Three, three, three others. And the third one is fairly recent, like 2013. No. Or 2012. No. No, it's, it's in the 2000s, though. The other two were... Like one, was, one was like... It was like two years after. Uh, two years after. Not, that's too soon. The one was <laughs> yeah, like... Especially the one was, one was a fairly jump forward, and then well, I think the last one was like 2000. Um, oh, that's still not that... But then they did a TV show. They did a TV show um, with. I've heard of the Blade TV show, but I didn't. It was on Lifetime. So they did. uh, They did a TV (laughs) show. It's not, but I don't. (laughs) With fucking um, the guy you haven't. Oh wait, you've seen John Wick. You haven't seen John Wick. The and the third John Wick, the the bald guy Mm -hmm. that they hire. 
So he plays the crow yes. in the TV show. Oh, okay. Hey, that would be pretty cool because he's... Uh, I mean, I guess. He's great. I really like that guy. So, okay. So in 96, it was The Crow, City of Angels. And this movie came out in uh, 94. So two years later. Right. Like Alex That's said. too soon. <laughs> and then... Um, and then it was The Crow, Stairway to Heaven, 98. So two years after that. Stairway to Heaven. No, and I then... What Zeppelin did Oh my god, no, we we there's four sequels. We miscounted. Four? Four? The third one. Oh no, Stairway to Heaven is the the um the show. My bad. So the show was two years after The show is a sub a subtitle? Mm-hmm. That's, okay. So the so the first movie, City of Angels, ninety six, and then it was the show, Stairway to Heaven, ninety eight. Uh huh. Then it was the second movie. So we read three movies. The second movie, The Crow Salvation mm-hmm. in two thousand. And then the Crow, uh, Wicked Prayer in two thousand five. I see. And then, as I just read, the Crow twenty thirty seven was planned, sequel written, and scheduled to be directed by Rob Zombie in the late nineties. However, it was never made. I'd see that. Thank I'd Christ. That. Oh, I'd see that. Uh, supposedly, they're they're trying to reboot it, uh, which I don't think it should be rebooted at all. You don't. No, absolutely not. I mean, they can't do any worse than the other four. <laughs> That's true. What a weird subtitle, 2037. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's, it's very Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> Blade Runner 2049. But, um, but originally, they had Jason Momoa planned for the reboot. I think he's too big. I think he's too much. I think he is too, but apparently he came out, and, when he backed out, he came out and said, like, ah, I'm not right for this project. Which, there's a lot of... Um, I think they were doing it with just the least amount of time they'd have to wait to grow out their hair, maybe. Maybe. Well, his hair's already yeah. long. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's probably how they... Well, this yeah. guy's got long hair. Let's get him. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but there's a lot of uh, myths surrounding the movie, much like Macbeth, which we'll get into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Jeremy, would you like to give the people their synopses? Sure. And this one is sort of fun because this movie, and I wrote this down in my notes that you probably read, Alex, is <laughs> is this movie is not for people that need things explained to them. So... Yeah. So we... Oh, oh so what you're saying is... Uh it's your least favorite thing of spoon feeding. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't like spoon feeding, but this is sort of the, this is the, the next extreme yeah. where it's like you don't get things. Anything. Things happen. Oh, and right, like, right, right, right. Rest doesn't make any sense, and they don't explain. They don't explain. It. It. But so, they're like, hey, go with it. We're moving, moving on. on. <laughs> yeah, we're just okay. Are you, are you cool? You got it. You settled. You, 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 calm down. So, okay, let's go. <laughs> you know. Okay. So, all right. So, we have Brandon Lee. His name is Eric. Draven. Thank you. Draven. <laughs> like Raven. That's really funny. Didn't didn't get that in the first go around. Yeah. All, all right. I'll bring that up later because I have a lot to talk about on that. <laughs> okay. So, Alex is very heated. Eric Eric Draven uh, is a... Jiminger Crow. Sort of... <laughs> is sort of this indie sort of rock singer. He has a fiance. Uh, their band is called Hangman Joes. Oh boy! Yeah. How do you know that? They didn't say that. They say There's that a the poster, movie? and oh, well, I didn't look and, that and Sarah pulls out their only record, and it, it says oh, Hangman yeah. Joe's. I did see that they did have a vinyl, and I was like, "That's crazy!" <laughs> you know, it was the '94. It was the '90s. Everyone was getting vinyls, apparently. So, <laughs> okay, so a a gang of street toughs come in and murder them. Okay. Murder Eric and his fiance. His fiance's name is Shelly. Shelly. We just know it's Shelly. It's Shelly. Shelly Webster. Will be, oh my God, would be Shelly Draven. Sounds like Raven, which is like a crow. We'll get into that. (laughs) So, um, so, so far it's a little, it's a little corny, right? Um, in, in terms of naming, it's sort of like in the Marvel stuff, they all have the, the double. Oh, Peter Parker. Right. Um, it's kind of like that, Bruce I would think. Banner. Right. Yeah. So, guess what, Rain? What? He rises from the grave. How? No one cares how, because it's well, not. How, because how, how long has it been since they died? A year. year. It was a year, <laughs> yes. right? And, and what day was it, Jeremy? It was the anniversary of the murder. No, like. It was Devil's Night. Devil's Night. Also known as Halloween. Well, it's, no, it's the night October thirtieth. Halloween, yes. right. It's but the, Halloween happens right. in this movie as well. Right. So they, the, the street toughs have called this Devil's Night, and that's where they go set fires, because why not? And so um, he rises from the grave. The cure plays. He puts on some makeup, and he decides, 
Let's get some revenge, which I'm all for, by the way. Revenge movies, I like that. So he's out for a spoonful of street justice. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make the sugar go down. Oh, it does. I mean, because uh, the I, medicine go down. I I'll mean. tell you what, he gets himself some street justice. So um, <laughs> he starts off with the pawn shop guy, right? No, he right. starts. So, so he kills goes, the black. Oh, he, the, the black he, guy first. He kills Tintin first. Oh, that's yeah. right. Now they all have weird, really weird names, except for Top Dollar. Gonna like that name, but other anyway, doesn't matter. Too far ahead. So anyway, he goes one by one and kills all these dudes, right? Right. And apparently this pisses off Top Dollar. Top Dollar is like the head street tough. He is the toughiest of the street toughs. He, he runs wow. this town. Right. Um, it's sort of like, if I could put it in perspective, of course, everyone who's listening to this has probably watched the movie besides Rain's dad. And so I guess I'm just doing this for Rain's dad. I would, I would be amazed if my father has seen yeah. this movie. Okay, cool. So... Uh, Mr. Whalen, to put it in perspective for you, um, if you've ever seen like the Book of Eli, it's sort of he, the, it's sort of Gary Oldman's character, right? It's like the dude who runs the quote runs the town, right? Right. Uh, with his crimes, so his fires, right? The kingpin, right? And this uh, the kingpin. That's a perfect example. Of what I probably should have done. <laughs> so, <laughs> and to me, he looks like. He dresses like like a weird vampire. Yes, I would agree and with pirate. That. Vampire pirate, but he has like Fabio hair. But he, the, and his great. face looks like James Franco. But then wow, but then, but then that but then that guy goes on to play Rochefort in the Disney's uh Three Musketeers with Kiefer Sutherland. And this this actor was also in the first episode of Westworld. He was the very old robot, the second robot they had made. What? Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah, okay, so <laughs> okay. I just blew his mind. <laughs> I had no yeah, the one yeah. who's like, yeah, yeah. yes, I love that was awesome. That was I know, right? Okay, so that's the same actor, right? But he was also in Jim Jarmusch's Dead Man. Um, yeah. If you've seen that, uh, I know you're a fan of Jim Jarmusch, like I am. So, okay. Anyway, once he makes it through all these dudes, right? right. He's killed all, of them, right? Pretty horrifically. Now, I do want to say he does take a break. To play guitar on top of the church. <laughs> Dude, but he shreds, dog. He shreds Bef- and before, then he smashes Yeah, and then he smashes guitar. it. And then he's like, I guess I should keep going. And then he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. I had something to do. So, and in this in this city, it's dark forever. <laughs> right? It's always nighttime, except for when it doesn't need to be nighttime. <laughs> because it, fe- it feels like he accomplished a lot in one night. Right? Well, yeah, what happened? It's like the American graffiti of revenge movies. Yeah, I think it I think it happens over the span of two two, two days. Yeah. It is two nights, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the final showdown is with the crow and Top Dollar. And his weird ancestral oh incesty sister. So that's, they're at a church. Okay, so right, right, right. So that's that's another thing is I'm so sorry. We'll, we'll I'm get, jumping we'll around. We'll get there. We'll get there. Keep Ernie, Ernie Hudson's in the movie and says so his little girl who cares. Okay, so <laughs> And by the way, the movie treats them that way as well. So let's not, you know, who cares? Um, Which is funny, and I'll, I'll bring that up in a second. So they have a little girl hostage, which his, Eric's fiance took care of her, sort of like a foster parent. Because her mom's a druggie. Right. Doing that it. was also <clears throat> insane, and we can talk about that for five hours, how she's no longer a drug addict anymore just because he said, hey, quit it. So anyway. Yeah, but he, he pushed the, the drug out He pushed the morphine oh, out of that's her. that's right. That's it, right. It, that was crazy. He, okay. He, and then she's like, like a Jesus character. He like yeah. expelled the morphine out of her fucking That's track right. Marks. That was crazy. That you was, know. That was gross. Once you're sober, you're you're not an addict. <laughs> yeah, and when and when you watch your uh druggy boyfriend like murdered before your eyes, that's and him I recognize also that actor. Fun boy? Yeah. yeah. Fun boy is a dumb fun name. Boy. <laughs> He's also the guy that Well, you know, and 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 Eric goes into a tirade at the pawn shop about that with the jolly pirate names. He's like smashing all the cash. <laughs> That's right. Just because they mention it doesn't make it okay that their names are still Fun Boy and Top Dog. Well, so, well, so like Tintin. the gang Tintin. members are Tintin, mm-hmm. Fun Boy, Skank, and then the leader is T-Bird. 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 Now, T-Bird I've recognized in a lot of places. He's in Twin Peaks. Yes, he is. He is Jerry in Twin Peaks. You're exactly right, Rain. Yeah. I love Twin Congratulations. Peaks. I really love Twin Peaks. What do I mention? No. Um, okay. So, final showdown. He defeats Top Dollar, and that's pretty cool. That was probably the goriest thing in the movie, probably. Yeah, when he lands on that gargoyle. It's, uh, right. it's Beauty and the Beast. It is Beauty and it's the Beast. It's Gaston. 
Gaston, he gets the... And he kind of dresses like Gaston. <laughs> okay, so that makes sense. No one flexes like Gaston. No one, no one does. <laughs> but it's literally, you know, the villain yeah. stabs the hero. Right. And the hero just tosses him off a building of a and you know church. what? I read that. I read yeah. that it was a it yeah. was a Beauty and the Beast thing. But not I after. Completely forgot. But not after Eric uh, forces all of uh, Shelley's three hours of pain and 30. surgery. Thir- it was a, oh, it was yeah. three hours. Thirty. Thirty hours. I watched oh. it today. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I watched it last night. <laughs> As did I. So. Oh, and then he and then he rests. And, and he, he rests. Goes back in the ground. Whatever. Who cares? Okay. Bye. Done. Okay. So. <laughs> here's here's what. Here's what I mean by they don't explain anything. <laughs> so, yes, the crow, the actual bird, the crow that he hangs out with, yeah. um, he is able to see through the crow's eyes, is what my understanding Yes, he can. How did the how did the Asian girlfriend of Top Doll, how did she know that? She's not his girlfriend, it's his sister. Yeah. Half sister. <gasps> Are you serious? Because yeah, okay, because the pawn. Because he I says, completely missed that. Because because <laughs> the the pawn guy says like says something, and Top Dollar's like, you know, me and my sister, and he's like, this is supposed to be your sister, and he says, yeah, my father's daughter. So that tells me. So half sister. So it's half like so like in taboo. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Okay, but, it's a taboo situation. But it's literally a taboo situation. Ashley uh, Ashley points out the first time we watched it together that when she's showering, none of her makeup comes off. I did not catch that she was his half sister. How did I not miss? How did I miss that? I don't know because he mentioned it like very and explicitly. Then, do they really? Yeah, yeah. He says he says me and my sister, and then the pawn guy's like, like y'all supposed to that's supposed to be your sister. My father's daughter. I don't remember that. It was obviously after he had torched the place, right? And he came back. Well, it's when it's when he stabs. It's when Top Dollar yeah, yeah, stabs yeah. the pawn guy and says, "Oh, for fuck's sake, just die already! Give me that thing!" And he shoots him. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Because um, anyway, that, that pawn shop guy, he he got the, he got the brunt of a lot of stuff because he because the well, crow also stabbed him. Isn't that uh, uh, actor dead now? I believe so. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah, he's been he's, in a he's, shit ton of stuff. He's, he's a character actor. He's been in a lot. Okay, so... Anyway. But yeah, how did how did the sister, half-sister know that? Isn't that odd? Because she, she's just a weird dude. Weird... I was going to say weird dude. She probably is a dude. Because she's Asian, and Asians just have magic... Foresight. I, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense that she knows shit. Okay. I mean... It doesn't, but okay. It, I mean, it doesn't. But, of course, we also don't know why he was raised from the dead. We do well, know that... Sarah you know, explains it at the beginning of the movie. The little She's, girl has a monologue about... She like, says... When, when you die and you have... You can't get me started on and the you have, like, something I hated to do. that monologue. That, yeah, the little girl is very... She's not well, a Well, she, she... I think... I think she did like a few movies after that and then that stopped. Okay. You know, I feel like her character in this... Sarah... Sarah's meant to be the audience... In the movie, she did, she honestly wasn't necessary. I would agree with that. I think that just you could take her out and like rework some things slightly and get the exact same result. I mean, that's true. I mean, now Sarah, we now we can argue that maybe a lot of this seemed a little rushed because their lead actor did die. Yes. Yeah. So right, I so, assume the jumping from building to building and getting into the cab—that's not him, right? Well, because so, you can see his face. Well, so here's the thing. So he. So he completed over. They didn't give a certain number, but he completed most of his scenes okay. before the accident mm-hmm. or after the accident. So what they did is they had a stunt double come in, and they used very very uh, basic CGI to put Brendan's face on his face. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very hard to tell. I still haven't even figured it out what yeah. scenes it happens is because online they have like a list of it. I really, even, like go into. Detailed I think there, I think the scene when he's crowed up is what I call it when he puts on his makeup and he's standing in the window. Crowed up. Yeah. Uh, and you see the lightning flash. His face looks a little off. Yeah. And I, I think and that's, that's... Okay. There's a scene whenever the girl, the little girl comes and meets him. Oh, when she's... Uh, yeah. And, and he's, he's like standing in a window and there's You can't see his him. face. And that's that's uh, just a stunt. Just a dumb. Yeah. I, I, I had a feeling yeah. in most of the scenes where you can't see his face. It's, yeah. I, I would just assume that, you know, the jumping from building to building and getting in Ernie Hudson's car, I figured that wasn't him at all. Well, well, and Brandon, Brandon, just like his dad, did his own stunts. Too. Right. So... Why did he even need a stunt double? I mean, I'm, I mean, just for that reason, I guess. Well... <laughs> Probably coincidentally, you know, to uh, for you insurance know, purposes, for insurance purposes, which is what ends up happening, you know. So, if anyone doesn't know what happened, it does um, 
While they're filming a scene, a flashback sequence, um, uh, Brandon's character, Eric, is supposed to be shot by T-Bird. I think by... It's Fun Boy. No. I looked it up. It's It's supposed to be Fun Boy? Boy. It's Fun Boy. So Fun... The uh, actor who's supposed to play Fun Boy is supposed to shoot him when he walks in the door. Yeah. But the night before... The um, stunt team took all the guns and, like, to a fire ranger and were firing blanks out of them. And the gun that Funboy was supposed to use, a blank cartridge was lodged that had got stuck in the barrel. And they reloaded the guns with uh, dummy cartridges, which just expel gunpowder. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to just add the effect of uh, hearing a gunshot, but nothing yeah. it actually well, comes then, out. And there's smoke that comes out, right? So you um, don't have to actually. Well, yeah, yeah, n- yeah. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, and th- there's more. To, there's so many more myths too. Like they also sent the gun guy home that day. Yeah. The the props people were there, but the arms people, you know, were the one that. Are supposed to look Check over everything. just you know weapons. They sent them. They home. sent him home. Them That's home interesting. Them. And so so they do the scene. They don't know the cartridge is still stuck in the barrel. And mm-hmm. so when he fires the gun, it fired it at the rate of an actual bullet. Mm-hmm. Hit Brandon in the abdomen. He drops. They keep filming the scene. Because yeah, because what That's is what he's supposed he's, to do? Because yeah, because he's supposed to be carrying just like grocery bags. I read it, and there's a blood pack in the thing. So they had no idea. They just thought, oh, that's the foul we nailed. <laughs> yeah. And when when then when they called cut and he didn't get up, they're like, something's wrong. Yeah. So they rushed him to the hospital and on the way to the hospital he died. Wow. And apparently they developed that film for like the trial of figuring out like what had happened. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently uh yeah, and so they, Did they had, use it. Is that what we see in the movie? No, 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 no. No, because that's they, what they do. They they cut they it. They got they, rid of that. So that doesn't will never exist anymore. So so they so they re rewrote the script, retold the scene to where he they throw a knife instead. I'm really glad I didn't look any of this up because this would have been so boring to listen um, to. I'm really glad. I'm learning a whole lot. But here's the big thing. The original company that was supposed to distribute the movie, I think, it was Warner, mm-hmm. and Warner was like, "We're done." We then they pulled out, and so the director, the writer, even the comic book creator, because he was very heavily involved, was like, "Should we just end the project now?" Like, and I think it was Brandon's fiance, his personal fiance, said, "No, Brandon would want the movie finished." And they took the film to Miramax, and Miramax said, we will help you finish this. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, That's really interesting. So, But I will say that I think the most interesting part about this movie, using the fact that, yes, you know he died during it, but not knowing where, every time they pointed a gun at him, I was like, this is it. I would get so nervous. Right. And And that added to the tension of the movie for me. And uh, what's also so great about this movie, this movie also gave us all the rules now about gun safety on film sets. Even Scott, when we visited the set, even confirmed this is that now they check gun. If guns are going to be used on set, they check them before they film. They check them in between the takes and they check them when they're done. So that way, nothing like this ever happens again. Uh, because the other thing, too, and I forgot, and I'm glad Alex mentioned the props, is the props people made the dummy cartridges, too. Mm. So not the actual armory people made them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So it's a good thing in film industry is to uh, only do your job. <laughs> yeah. And if there's something wrong that's not your job, you don't you take it to whoever's job it is. Right. Yeah, it's... Um, it's lessons learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, and apparently the the I read that the actor who plays Fun Boy who shot him did he feel guilty? Oh yeah, he oh. he like didn't act for like two years after this. He never saw the movie. Really? Uh, he said he had like nightmares up until. Holy he shit! He died in like 2016, but he said he had nightmares for years and years after. Wow! wow. Even though it wasn't really his fault. Yeah, it wasn't his fault, but you know, you can't not feel guilty. Right? Then, yeah. Any of us would have felt yeah. Super yeah. guilty after that. I mean, Plus, I'm sure he had to testify. Just killed Brandon Lee and was like, "Yeah, uh, they just handed me the gun and told yeah. me to act." 
Oh, that sucks. So then that must have been, so that must have been way, they were probably done with the movie by that point. How interesting. Because, I mean, probably. if it were me, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just a, it's a miracle that their filming schedule wasn't, let's shoot it chronologically, right? Yeah. And shoot the, well, right, that's the yeah. first. Well, a lot of. That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, a lot of. Sets don't do that. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, like let's get him out of the makeup. You know, let's just do it. Let's do that right now, and then we'll no. worry about the makeup stuff later. Well, is what I would have thought they would have done. And so, and so, when I was listening to the commentary very briefly, but uh, the director said this was always intended to be Brandon's movie, and even like I saw some of the special features of them interviewing Brandon in between I guess them filming and he was like like yeah like the comic is super dark and underground and I'm so excited to do this and yeah. it's it's really crazy because like I mentioned he was working on another project at the same time I looked into it it was like a low budget Swedish film where he oh. makes a cameo oh that's funny so this was officially his last movie yeah that's interesting apparently like the the, the writer of the graphic novel was like yeah, I don't know about Brandon. I don't know if he would be good, but when you met him, yeah, he's he was like, like, like Brandon was like giving like, uh, like quotes from the crow from the graphic novel. He's yeah, like, oh and, yeah, this dude is yeah, yeah <laughs> he, 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 this is him. Yeah, the writer was like, yes, you you picked the right guy. Um, so. So I wanted to mention, because you mentioned it, how like they treat Ernie Hudson and Sarah, the little girl, as like others oh, there. And it's funny you say that because I was listening to the commentary. When Ernie Hudson first comes on screen, the director's saying how no one but Ernie could have played that character because they needed someone to project like humanity and humility at the same time. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, Ernie was the perfect choice for that. And I just thought it was funny. They're like, they're, you felt like they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Ernie I Hudson's did. here. Yeah, I did. I, I, I mean, especially towards the end. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, that it, fight scene and then Ernie just pops in and he's just like, he gets shot. Boom. I'm here with guns. And you're like, how did they, you know? like, how did you know he was there? My, I would say if I have any complaints about the movie, it is the subplot with how that one detective is just out for Ernie Hudson. <laughs> yes, like that subplot. I'm like, I was telling Alex, it's the nothing. same. It's the same guy in the very beginning of Nightcrawler who uh, who runs that, you know, metal shop or whatever. And uh-huh. when <laughs> when he brings all this metal he's stolen from these other places then he goes I'm not hiring a fucking thief and that's all I can think about because he's got those Edward James almost cheeks oh yeah. right? acne scarring yeah, yeah. and and I've, I've been, I recognized him immediately I was like that's a guy from Nightcrawler you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's a guy um, and so apparently he just he plays a really good asshole I guess yeah <laughs> I mean technically in Nightcrawler it's Jake John was the asshole yeah. But, oh yeah um, um, but anyway so I think everybody's the asshole I agree. Except that, for uh, Riz Ahmed's character. Oh, yeah. Riz Ahmed is oh, just there. R.I.P. R.I.P. Riz Ahmed. <laughs> nah, he's fine. Uh, His, character. His character's not. So, <laughs> but I agree that that was sort of weird that, you know, they had this sort of sub-subplot of that detective. Who was just out for Ernie Hudson. Well, had demoted Ernie Hudson. They had alluded to he had a hand in demoting him and now he's his boss and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Well, and it seemed like he got demoted within the year after what happened because they made it sound like, I guess he was a detective because he says, no wonder they took away your gold shield. Right. And then... Uh, yeah. That was clunky. But anyway, go ahead. And then and then when when we flash forward a year later, he says, you're a beat cop. Be a beat cop. So it sounds yeah. like he got demoted again. I mean, it's nuts, right? And yeah. it, it's sort of, I mean, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. They could have used that to flesh out the little girl's subplot. Oh, yeah. Of you how, know, because like, she really didn't have anything. Yeah, the most, yeah. <sighs> Except for the god-awful voiceover, which I can't stand. Um, oh, and the drugging mom. Because it just, it's its something that sounds cool, but doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, is the, the voiceover in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why most, I mean, now, if you can do without the voiceover, you should. Right. right? But, yeah. I mean, early Kids 90s. movies is mostly where you see voiceovers now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, All right, let's get into it. It's, so, it's called The Crow. Why is it called the crow? When there's freaking ravens. <laughs> the Cuss. bird. Fucking ravens. That was wild. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, the dude's name is Eric Draven. The Raven. The Raven. In the movie, he quotes 
Edgar Allan Poe. The Raven. The Raven. He does. He does. After do knocking on a door. Yeah. And breaking it. Oh yeah, you in heard me. Shop. Yeah, you heard me rapping, didn't you? Yeah. And uh, the birds that they used. I don't know how many birds they used. I'm assuming one one. It was not a crow. It's a raven. A big raven. Ravens are giant. Crows are not. Why is it called the crow when everything in it is ravens? <laughs> I just want to know that. I, maybe, it's maybe, my favorite episode we've ever done. Maybe, so their, <laughs> maybe their animal budget got slashed, and so they're like, we can only I feel afford... Like ravens would be more expensive. <laughs> we, can only, <laughs> we can only afford ravens right or now. bigger. Well, you know, crows I mean, don't look I like mean, crows when you put them on film, so you have to use ravens. Yeah, I mean, ravens do look more menacing, and the, I get why they're going... Why would they But he's that? absolutely right that he has mentioned... He mentions Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, yeah. and his I name was like, is The Raven, basically. <laughs> yeah, Draven. Like, why is it... Why, why not just call him the raven. the raven, which I really like, by the way. That I don't, I don't know. I don't either. I mean, I, I mean, is the, the DC character raven like that? They're like you know that predominant. I don't know. In that, during the, I don't know whenever he was writing it. I don't know. I mean, the, I think the comic came out in the early nineties too. Probably. I think it came out in like nineteen ninety. Oh, That's a really fast turnover. If that if for an adaptation, Man, I think you know what? we're about to find out. My, my dude. While you're doing so, that, I did eighty nine. Okay, so that's still up. a fast turnover. That's five, five years. years. Unless, because, I mean, they would have had to start production. Oh, so here's, the, so here's the thing. Um, so his last name, Draven, was given for the movie. In the story, he's just called Eric. Well, that's, well, that's even worse then. <laughs> that makes even less sense. <laughs> like, I know he's the crow, but let's name him after a completely different blackbird. Well, I mean... <laughs> The, the writer of the comic approved it because he was very heavily involved in the movie making process I think he I think he wrote the script I or helped with he the had a, he had a hand in writing the script I saw that but okay so no, I, he didn't. I completely agree uh, with <laughs> Alex here uh, that that's sort of it's strange it's a strange choice um because, I mean, they could have named him, like, Eric Rowe or something. You know what I mean? Just, Eric Rowe? If you're going to do something fucking stupid like that, yes. Sorry, that was, I was yelling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these omnidirectional mics are killing me. But, okay, so I do want to mention the sort of parallels between the Crow and the Punisher. So uh, I did notice a lot of Punisher-esque also, uh, things. We're going to mention this because Rain mentioned it earlier, but we haven't, like, explained it about the wrestler. There's a wrestler named Sting. Oh, he mentioned that. I didn't mention that. Oh, did you mention it? I did. I no. thought it was you. No. You're the same, same person. <gasps> but yeah, he's Fuck. he wears makeup that looks exactly like the crow. I'm not sure what came first. But every time I watch it, that's who I thought of. Yeah, he does look a lot like Wait, Sting. Yeah. All right, let's see. So the comic came out in 89. When did Sting start his wrestling career? Uh, <laughs> a sentence I've never said. Wrestler. <laughs> he started his wrestling career... In 1985. So, oh, so, copyright infringement. Sting's got a lawsuit. So I don't think he cares. I don't think he does. It's either. been this long. <laughs> it's been it's been long enough. Okay, um, as you were saying. So yeah, the Punisher. So I think the biggest thing about the 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 similarities between the two is the calling card, right? The sword, oh, the, 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 the bird. Way. Oh yeah. I noticed. It, well, I mean, I noticed it first when you know he would write it in blood and stuff like that. But then when he lit it on fire, right? Yeah. It was so like it was the Punisher. That's pretty much, and it's similar storylines. He murdered. They murdered his family. He came back. The only difference is the crow is a little more supernatural, right? Because he yeah. actually rose from the dead. Because Frank Castle can't die. No. Oh, he can't die. Frank Castle can die. But Frank Castle doesn't die, and that's the point. Uh, unless so. he's unless. Uh, Unless it's uh, Marvel saying, hey, Netflix, we're pulling out of our deal. Oof. <laughs> or it's like if Roger Smith from The Cure became the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> another thing I felt like I noticed was, it's another you know reference to comic book movies, is I think Christopher Nolan was heavily inspired for this from The Dark Knight. Because, I mean, The Crow looks very similar to... He's a ledger joker. Yes, I did notice with the, 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 the smudged mouth. makeup, the mouth, the you know, the leather jacket. Yeah, because I think And then the hair, you know, the long curly hair. Yeah, because it looks very similar. Like like I I'd agree with that. I think you had left about telling Jeremy that I think the scene where he's putting it on for the first time, Brandon Lee was really putting it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they made you know, they had makeup artists maintain it. Which well, actually no uh, what I read was when Brandon 
when the makeup team did it, like the director was like, this, uh, we don't like the way it looks. So it was like, Brandon, like do it at night before you go to bed. That way in the morning it's all smudged and, you know, messed up. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I read. Maybe I should have kept listening to the commentary because he even says in the commentary, like, I'm not here to dispel any myths, but I can at least shine some light on them. Like, very early on in the commentary. Well, no, of course not, because myths keep interest alive in the movie. So, I mean, he doesn't want to ruin that. The mystique, right? And also, (laughs) the the, the tray machine? No, no, no. no. Another thing about the Joker thing was. Uh, I noticed it like at the finale, whenever there it's on a rooftop, right? In the so, rain. In the rain, uh, the crow walks up to uh, F- Pirate Fabio and says, "Let her go." And oh, then, and then he just like, "All right," and he throws right. her. And it, which and is exactly what the joke is. And he's like, "Let her go." Very to- poor choice of words, and tosses her out the window. That's right. And also, at the very end, like before. Uh, Pirate Fabio dies. He says, "Well, this does put a smile on my face," and I was like, "That's the Joker's line." He says that like <laughs> three times in the well, dark so, night. That's side true. Bar, I want to talk about Top Dollar really quickly because oh, he's like about it for hours. He's like an enigma. He he's as you as we've been calling him, you know, a pirate. Uh, Fabio hair. He has great hair. He also talks. He uh, you know vampire. He also talks like a cowboy. He does, and yeah. that, that's how he actually talks, which is why he gets parts like in Dead Man and Westworld, is because that's how he talks. Like like know. after like he thinks he's beaten the crow towards the end, he's like, "Sorry to spoil your wedding there, your wedding plans there, friend." Yeah, I mean, he, he does talk like a cowboy. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, what are you? It is really interesting because he is sort of this sort of a mix, an amalgam of all of these different weird things that mesh up to make Top Dollar, you know? Maybe that's what Top Dollar means. And also, know. Top Dollar could have lived through this movie. Because, you know, the crow comes back to murder four individuals that killed his family. Yeah, and then you know he's about to go back into his grave, and Top Dollar steals a little girl, and he's like, nah. he's just like, uh, you know, he's got like I don't know, fifty people working for him. And can I just say that he just took out like the four least successful ones? Yeah. Like they don't seem like the best and the brightest out of the crowd. I, yeah. I don't know though. I mean, he's just like T Bird fight this guy for some reason. I mean, but you know, T Bird has a meeting with him at one point. Well, not with Top Dollar. He has a meeting with the right hand man. But it seems oh, like Candyman. Yeah, it seems like Top Dollar's the. I mean, T Bird and his crew are like the go tos. But yeah, no, I agree because he even says at the, towards the end when he interrupts their big meeting, which I love that he like sits on the table, and and all he says is, "I just want him." Like he doesn't care what yeah. the rest of them do. He's like, "I just want Skank," and Top Dollar's like. He's like, no, well, kill him. He goes, well, you can't have him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does like, I'm bored of this already. Kill him. And out of all of them, Skank is the most expendable. Just like, he's yeah. so worthless. Yeah, just I, yeah. here, take him. He's already having like a mental breakdown. Yeah. He's basically useless uh, dude, at this point. When, when, he, when Skank is retelling the story to Top Dollar, I genuinely feel like that actor was actually laughing because he got his hand over his he's mouth. So, he's, he's so over the top. And it's, <laughs> you told me to get some rope beers. And then I love the and I love the line. He's like, maybe we should record this and play it back in slow motion. <laughs> that was great because he, he was talking, talking so fast, way too fast, and what he was saying was nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Skank was my least favorite character. Oh yeah, Skank, yeah. Skank's the worst. I mean, his name is Skank. His name is Skank. And then and I love how he tries to still play it off, like, like he's not the person he's looking for. He's because. Yeah. Like, he points at him and says, I just want him. And then when he finally has him, he's like, is it good to be a bad guy, Skank? And he's like, oh, Skank's over there. Like, I'm not Skank. Skank's dead. He's right there. He's on the floor. And like, no, you got him already. Like, <laughs> like, it's, like, I just saw you 10 minutes ago before the firefight. Like, I know it's you. I know what you look like. My yeah. eyes over there. You got him already. Good job. Brian. And in my opinion. I was on your side the whole time. Like, dude, man. I love you, dude. Like, you're like my best friend. Like, <laughs> I, I, and I think Skank gets the worst death, but honestly, he deserves it. Thrown out a window onto a cop car. Oh, yeah. So even if he did survive, he's going to jail. Very yeah. diehard, by the way. Yeah. He almost, Ooh. the crow almost just said, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there'd be a top dollar. That would be a top dollar line. <laughs> well, yeah. So. Yeah, dude. So, so, so final thoughts, my guys. I, I enjoyed it. 
you yeah. know, I, I hadn't seen it, like the entirety of it until today. I had never seen it. Yeah, I had never seen it before. I've seen it at least six times. That's a lot. That's a lot for this movie. If I'm I being love honest, it. I know it's you a, do. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a it's it's a fun time. It has an eighty five percent certified fresh. On I did write that Roger Ebert gave it a three point five out of four, and that's a lot for him to give something like this. So to be honest, and I'm not trying to cheapen it. I think it is because Brandon Lee died during the movie, so I think... It does give it a little more gravitas. Like, uh, what's no. the, the... The one where his dad died, what was that? Oh, shit. Enter no, the Dragon? No, that's not it. It's not our shit. I think it is Enter the Dragon. I think it's Enter the Dragon. Um, With Bruce? Yeah. Well, Bruce. we'll see. Bruce, well, well, Bruce died after that movie came out. Yeah, but I thought it was something like complications from that movie yeah like because he was having like a lot of pain but anyway problems. it's still like you know the last thing that they've done right so I feel like that's usually regarded more so you wanna you wanna know something interesting guys mm. no we are all as old as Brandon Lee was when he died he was 27 he was 84 he was 28 Oh. 28. Yeah. Okay. Can you believe that shit? 28. 28. Wow. 28 years old. I haven't begun to peak. Sorry. <laughs> I guess you need to die in a movie now. I guess I do. Well, <laughs> wow. Come to me. Okay. I mean, what? What? Well, that's a that's a good segue, everyone, because we're at we are at the uh, 50 minute mark, and um, we all have an announcement that we'd like to make, and I'm gonna let Alex make it. Oh, me. Okay. Yeah, that's me. Um, hi, I'm Alex. Uh, so, uh, we, just hear we have a short film coming out later this week. Friday, March 20th? Is that, is that the Friday? Yes. Okay. Sure. Yes. Um, so, I directed this movie. I filmed it. But also... And he wrote it. I wrote it. But also, Jeremy acted in it as mm. the lead, and Rain edited it. I did. He edited it. I edited it. He edited it. Someone's had to say that in distress. <gasps> <gasps> Shout out to Pete Holmes. So I think this is like my 10th or 11th film or something. That's um, a lot. I made quite a bit over the past few years. But, yep. Uh, this is the first one I've never actually edited myself. Because usually I do all the stuff, you know, I do the camera work, I write, direct edit do the special he, he might as well have edited it because I kept bothering him like is this look good well I mean it is your first one <laughs> yeah my first high intensity one because I even like um, when I was rewatching the crows when I was also working on the edit mm. um, I took the footage and I imported a few of them into iMovie because I was like I want to see if maybe I could do what I accomplished on here with iMovie and iMovie immediately was just like I'm like, oh. It's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore because now I know how to do all the complicated stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, which is something I actually am very appreciative that you asked me to edit because now I can, now I know how to do more complicated edits and time it better because I only knew how to use iMovie and iMovie is, it's it's good if you just want to learn basic editing. Yeah. But I mean, even movies are you, you they use Premiere Pro for like movies mm-hmm. like even Scott told me that Scott was like yeah no we use Premiere Pro get a get an Adobe subscription yep I was like <sighs> so Oof. let me ask you this uh, when I asked you to edit it did you have like you know because you had read it before the script yeah did you have like something in your mind of how you wanted it to be kind of yeah um, I kind of had an idea of how I think it was going to play out and how it was going to s- look like um and of course you know we both agree that jeremy was the best choice for the character of jacob yeah uh when i when i wrote it i did have him in mind oh that's so sweet look at that dude parts are getting written for you man parts are getting written for me guys this is a big deal for me now now you're only one step away from a scorsese film now i know well it's really funny because it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's funny because I've been uh, I've been reached out to uh, from uh, Martin. Wow, and, uh, Marty! It, is, it hasn't even premiered yet. Yeah, I mean he's on. <laughs> no, but it was. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that because this character is very well annoyed and well <laughs> high strung well, and very. And, and I don't think it's because we see. It's, yeah, it's not that it's trigger that way. It's just that hair trigger temper. Whenever which is you, true. whenever you're, uh, you know. Like pretending, you know, like yeah, pretending when, to be when, upset. You, when yeah. you're doing especially, your bits, when you're doing your bits, especially like, for this. You I know. like bits, yeah. You know. Yeah, I do a lot of bits, and that's yeah. basically all. It's just one bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then a bit. And like I said earlier, I don't think you're 
in in all the footage, it's I don't feel like you're acting. It's just you being you. Because even yeah, it's, it's, like, it's mostly just you like like playing around with your friends. Yeah, pretty that's kind of what it was. I mean, yeah, that's you know, it. me and you. And we gotta put out some sort of blooper reel with this, especially oh. just for the the cereal <laughs> ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that a, took a while. We're we're, we're going to drop a little Easter egg for you, everyone. There's a there's a cereal bowl. Let's see if you can catch it because you you obvious. see it chain. Yeah, oh, you, I just said it. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's, wow. Yeah, it that that just took way too long. And <laughs> once we finally got it, it was just so silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that's that and that, and that's really what I saw. To to really reiterate the question you asked me, Alex, is I really saw it being this very silly comedy yeah. about this guy who's just th- these very mundane and trivial things complaining about it. It is mountains on a molehill comedy, which yeah. I really like. That's you know, that's your basic Seinfeld, sunny Philadelphia. It's making mountains on a molehills, which dude. Is, um, and so uh whenever, you know, you said you had this vision, uh-huh. how does that is it relatively the same as what you have in your final piece? Um And you know, you weren't there whenever we filmed it. Yeah, which I really So all of the you know, like any editor, all of the uh, footage that you got was going to be a total surprise. Yeah, which I really, I hated that because I really wanted to be there. Like, I, you know, this, we've worked on so many projects to get, oh, I, I say so many. We've, uh, I know what you did, but it's all right. Uh, we've at least worked on four or five projects mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And I hated not being there because, you know, we had a lot of fun on set of 12 Mighty Orphans. And even, you know, mm-hmm quote-unquote a set like this it's still fun you know we're still you're still joking you're having fun so i really wish i could have been there but yeah no it it still came together fairly close to what i kind of had what it was going to look like um a few things i wasn't expecting like uh some of the lines that jeremy was giving especially his ad-libs yeah um i loved uh and i've already told him like the the Sully joke cracks me up every time. That is a really dated reference, but I think it, I think it still plays. It's okay. It's it's coming back around. Like most memes, it it, it comes back. Yeah, I, you took out some of the more the more rough jokes. Yeah, I mean rough is in like yikes. I can't believe yeah. you said that. Which I yeah. which I'm known for. So I mean maybe maybe one of these days. I we'll... I I'll tell you this, and so now you can't cut this out because it's in the thing. Uh, uh, no, I I did make a joke. My to, one weakness to dad today. Um, about uh, Eric Clapton and his son. Oh God! Um, and Dad was Dad was pretty mad. He was, he was like, "Come on, Jeremy!" I go, "What? He got a hit song out of the deal, so what does it matter?" Right? <laughs> um, but you know, we're talking about how how clumsy his son is, whatever. Um, Google it, everyone. Uh, if you don't, <laughs> but anyway. Um, so you guys had to cut some of those out, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's Alex what. even told me he was like. If you feel like it's it should it's be in too it, dark, don't use it. I was like, <laughs> okay. I mean, and to your credit, you only made a few of those. Yeah, because I, I think at one point he goes, "Hey man, cut it out. Yeah, <laughs> cut it like, out. That's too dark. Cut yeah. it out." And so I would have to, you know, lighten it up a bit. But yeah. And, but um. So what did you, Jeremy, think about like? Acting. Because of your technically your acting in this, did you feel like you were acting, or were you just um, like do? Did it feel like you were doing? It this? did when I when you know we started, and I was yeah. I was at my mark, and I was gonna have to walk to the table. I was like, oh shit, I I have to like pretend this is like you know what I mean. It was yeah. I had never really acted before, and so mm-hmm. that was that was sort of fun. Um, I definitely need to work on it. I definitely need to do some more stuff, get better at it. But yeah, it was fun. I do it again. Right. No question. Oh yeah, and and I, I also will. I need to say I don't think I'm very good in this, but um, I, we'll we, see. We'll see. We, uh, we'll we see. both think you're hilarious, so. Thanks. But maybe it's because we know how unfiltered you could really go. Yeah, maybe. So maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah. we it's it's like kid blinders with us watching this. Maybe that's why we think it's funny. Yeah, maybe. But I still think you did a great job. Thanks, I mean, man. I appreciate it. Everyone, I wasn't fishing. I really don't think. It, but I mean, again, we will have more opportunities to do more stuff. Oh yeah, and and I, I can't believe we got Art Humphrey to be in it too. You know, <laughs> what a what a legend of an actor. I know, man. Everyone, be on the lookout for Art Humphrey. He's only got one scene, but ah, so good we got him. So good. Fantastic. Yeah, and shout out to the producer, Jones Bones. Jones Bones, man. LLC. Jones Bones is probably one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. Without uh, without Jones Bones, um, 
I don't think uh, you, you would be able to do this anymore, right, Alex? No, he produces all of my things. <laughs> yeah, John Bonds. <sighs> yeah. So this comes out uh, Friday, March 20th. So it'll be this on week when it comes YouTube, out? YouTube, yes, this week. Yes. Uh, everyone it'll be go- on my YouTube, uh, Alex Horton Film. You can find it there. Or on my website, alexhortonfilm.com. Dot com. We don't have a website. About it, I know we always we always talk about getting one of those. But um, yeah, well, everyone, we we hope you enjoyed uh, our discussion of the crow. Um, Would you like to know what's coming next week? Jesus Christ! Uh, I already already know, and I'm not. Do you know? He is totally. He is not excited about this, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are doing Ari Aster's masterpiece. Hereditary next week. Oh, not Midsummer. No, we're not gonna do. I really do like Midsummer, but I think that Hereditary has a little more bite to it. I have not seen Midsummer. It's on Prime, but I will. Yeah, Midsummer is great, but I think Hereditary. I loved Hereditary. Hereditary is so brilliant, and I think we're gonna change your mind. I think you've heard negative things, and we are going to turn those negatives into a positive because it is an amazing film. Okay, look, I'll tell you what. I'll keep an open mind. Because it's A24. It is A24? And they have not let me down yet. I, I watched three A24 movies back to back to back. The Lighthouse, Ghost Story, and Good Time. And I was not let down either of those oh, times. Good Time is so good. So I will keep an open mind. But if I don't like it... You'll I, tell me. And I will say it on my... That is fine. I basically you want to come back for this so you can watch it if I... If you can watch me scream if I don't like it? I would be not opposed to that. All right, so Alex I love be, that movie. Yeah, Alex might be back next so, week uh, for Hereditary, which is a Jeremy pick. I'm very excited about that. Yes. So we will see you all next week for Hereditary. We uh, hope you enjoyed our discussion of The Crow. Be on the lookout for Worst Week of My Life on March 20th. And uh, since there wasn't a lot of good songs to pick from on the soundtrack, uh, please enjoy the song called A Grave Mistake by Ice Nine Kills, which is a song about The Crow. So we will see you all next week. Here lies a lifeless bride and groom Till death to us part came far too soon Buildings burn and people die all of the time